For Thomas Matters Radio is sponsored by Omega Processing Solutions. Are you searching for the perfect payments partner? Omega has partnered with financial institutions across the United States to provide best in-class credit and debit card processing solutions. Credit card processing, point-of-sale systems, check guarantee and recovery, business funding, gift and loyalty programs, service, and support. You can reach them in Fort Thomas, Kentucky at 866-888-9724, 866-888-9724, or online at omegap.com. Omega Processing Solutions, unsurpassed value, unmatched support. Perfect. Do you think I'm Tina Glory? Do I? Yes. Um, Tina Glory is a catfish. Catfishing, believe it or not, happens everywhere in our society today. And thanks to the ever-increasing access to the internet and social media, it's actually very easy to do. All you need is a computer to screen to hide behind, fake pictures, and the audacity to lie. Anybody can do it. And it can happen to anybody People might use fake identities and pretend to be somebody else, but now we have to ask, why? Why do people do this? Why is Tina Glory catfishing Fort Thomas? Online relationships are different from face-to-face because there are no nonverbal communication or cues, but they are just as possible as real in-person relationships. There's a theory that Online relationships might actually happen often with high degrees of success and relationship satisfaction. So basically, this theory suggests that we can develop relationships online even though we're missing verbal communication, and that it could even become more intimate than face-to-face relationships. Tina Glory, Casey Wilson, who are you? The voice you heard in the introduction was Ryan. Ryan was a name that came up most often in the Facebook group In Search for Glory. In episode two of In Search for Glory on Fort Thomas Matters Radio, we talked to Mike. Mike is a self-proclaimed troll. Now, what is an internet troll? Well, it's a mythological internet being that lives under an internet bridge and loves to hunt for internet netizens. Its common tactics are antagonizing other netizens by posting offensive comments. Its weaknesses are being outwitted or unable to antagonize others. Now, that's a silly definition from Urban Dictionary, but you get the point. Mike and I talked to each other for about 20 minutes on the phone, and in that 20 minutes, I was pretty sure that he wasn't Tina Glory. He was proud of the fact that he antagonizes others, but in the same breath, He also said that he always put his name to whatever he was talking about. And I don't know. I believe him. Now, maybe it's because I'm a reporter and I talk to people quite often in sometimes some unsavory circumstances. I've gotten pretty good at being able to detect if somebody's lying to me or not. And unfortunately, it happens way too often, especially in political circles. But that's another podcast for another day. But when I was talking to Mike, 
I felt like he was genuine. I, I believed him. I don't think he was Tina Glory. I'd been trying to get Ryan to come onto the podcast for a while. I started doing some research on Tina Glory and within this Facebook group and decided I wanted to do this podcast in, in late June. I did the first podcast and recorded it in one day on June 27th and reached out to Ryan on June 29th. We messaged back and forth eight or nine times, and I finally got him to agree to come on to the podcast that day. I didn't hear from him for the rest of the day, so I texted him that night and I said, how's tomorrow? The next messages are a subsequent string of our conversation, June 30th. 1.48 p.m. Hey, Ryan, what's a good number for you? July 1st, 3.13 p.m. Hey, Ryan, are you still good to go? Then this Monday, July 10th. Hey, Ryan, does tomorrow work? That was at 5.54. He responded back at 7.26. Are you available now? Yes. Gave me his number. This was the call. Hey, Ryan, Mark Collier. Hey, Mark, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Busy, swamped. <laughs> so a little bit of background on Ryan. And I'm taking some of this from his LinkedIn profile and other social media profiles and also from our phone conversation, which lasted about 20 or 25 minutes. He's a 2004 Highlands High School alumni graduate. He is now the director of marketing and product development for a company in New York City. He used to be the executive director for a Northern Kentucky Youth Foundation, which was an advocacy organization that was bringing services and schools together to promote a positive environment for students. That's what he says on his LinkedIn profile, but he also talked about that in our phone conversation. He was the youth director of a church in Fort Thomas as well, and he was the founder of one of the largest animal welfare organizations out there. This is an uncomfortable conversation for me to have. I get no joy out of asking somebody if they're catfishing somebody else or what's in it for them. We know that Tina Glory is a catfish because when I called her out, she deleted her account. We also know that Casey Wilson was a catfish and was likely controlled by the same person because her account was also deleted at the exact same time. I tell Ryan this, and I also tell Ryan why I'm calling him. I tell him that his name got brought up in the In Search for Glory Facebook group and some of the reasons why he was tied to Tina Glory are uncomfortable situations to talk about. When we first get on the phone, we exchange some pleasantries. I've got some family up in New York City, and that's where he is now. Common ground. We've actually never talked on the phone before, but I do have a connection to Ryan. Ryan has submitted op-ed pieces to me before to publish on Fort Thomas Matters. He tells me that he lives in Queens now, and he commutes to Manhattan via a subway. Takes an hour and a half a day. On the subway, he watches movies, he reads books, he reads news articles, or whatever else is around. There's a lot of idle time on a subway from Queens to Manhattan, or so I'm told. Yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy. Even just like 
the normal like nine or 10 hour job becomes 12 or 15 hours just based on transportation and everything else. New York City is a stressful place to live. That comes across pretty clearly when I'm talking to Ryan. It's fast paced. The job hours are long. The cost of living is ridiculous. I ask him a simple question that I hear a lot from people that I know that live in New York. What's the craziest thing you've seen on a subway? I think his answer kind of reveals a little bit about who he is. You know, I've actually been pretty lucky not to see a whole lot of crazy stuff. Um, usually, like, later at night and stuff, you see a lot of crazy stuff. But it's just a lot of people begging for money and just really just sad people that you just want to give everything you have to. But you can't because it's an expensive place to live. <laughs> yeah, I make an ungodly amount of money, but then my rent's like $3,500 a month. <laughs> Yeah. So I, what was a, I mean, I had a, a full house in independence and was paying a thousand dollars a month for three levels, two car garage, et cetera, et cetera. And here it's like, oh. <laughs> you know, throughout our 22 minute conversation, money is a topic that gets brought up quite often, sometimes unsolicited, sometimes solicited. But one of the main reasons why Ryan's name was brought up in the Facebook group was that there was a rumor going around last year, a rumor that I confronted Ryan on that he acknowledged happened. It involved him asking or borrowing money and not paying it back. I didn't really get into the specifics with him, but from a faraway observer, to me, it looked like it was something that was reason enough to move far away, to get away from your enemies. I think that was a verb or a term that Tina Glory used in one circumstance. Ryan hasn't listened to my podcast. Don't worry, I don't take offense. We record our conversation on July 10th. That's the same day that the Jaden K. Smith hoax came about on Facebook. I'm sure you got the message as well. Ryan knew all about it. I explained to him what the podcast is and what the premise is and that my main goal is to kind of teach people that, hey, this actually does happen. This phenomenon that is catfish could happen and it is happening in Fort Thomas. And if we can prevent one person from getting maliciously taken online, then we've done our job. And if you look at the two short-term successes, we did eradicate Tina Glory and Casey Wilson off the face of the Facebook world in one fell swoop. I described to Ryan who Tina is and how it came about, and he had his own interaction with her as well. He describes that. It yeah, was, I think I was a friend of it at one point, and I think, so I'm trying, I'm trying to remember, because I have like 5,000 friends on Facebook, so I try not to pay attention to all of them. Sure. But I had, I think I was friends with this person, and it was... And I believe somebody like messaged me and said, "Do you know who this person is, or are you friends with them? They, they're they're up to no good, or whatever." And, and delete them. So I deleted them. I think that's probably how it went down, like for a bunch of people. So um, this person was just, and it was. It they never messaged me, or they never like asked me for any money or anything. It was just. Someone from Highland messaged me and said, hey, do you know who this is? I said no, and they said, well, they added a bunch of people, and I'm like, okay. But, and, then first, and then I deleted them, I guess. That's essentially what everybody that I know, everybody that was a mutual friend of Tina Glory's and mine, 
that when I reached out to them, that's what they said as well. My sister said that. My friends said that. They added her because they had a lot of mutual friends with her and she looked familiar. Ryan added her because I guess that's what Ryan does. Ryan collects friends. He has to. He's got 5,000 of them. I ask him straight out, Ryan, are you Tina Glory? I am not Tina Glory, no. So Tina is uh, friended you and and messaged you, and she said, do you remember what she said? I don't think she messaged me. I think someone from Highlands messaged me asking me if I knew who she was. Gotcha. And then kind of said that she was an enigma to a lot of people and said um, that they didn't know who she was. So I think I, around, I mean, around that message, I mean, went to her profile, saw that we had a lot of mutual friends, but I just, I unfriended them just based on people not knowing who she was and trying to say that she went to school with me when I didn't, I mean, she did not. Okay. That's one denial. Ryan says he's not Tina Glory. I try not to beat a dead horse on this topic. So we talk a little bit more about what he's passionate about. We come back to the op-ed that he submitted to me. I'm hoping that by talking about his passions that some of his personality will shine through and I'll be able to tell if he's lying or not. That's what I do as a reporter. The topic of the op-ed was drug abuse and addiction huge drug problem that, that Northern Kentucky was having and wrote some editorials, some pretty scathing editorials about the drug problem and addiction and um, kind of how, as a society, we're creating those um, addictions based on prescription medications and, and things like that that are, are being prescribed with no real follow-up um, to a med- medicine plan. I mean, I was never involved in drugs myself, but... I went to meetings and, and met and talked to a lot of people. My, both my parents are in the medis- medical field and uh, did a lot of research and kind of just self-taught and self-educated around and, and an experience that I was in. A, I, I think my one of my op-ed pieces started about a car wreck that I was in and people, um, the first thing people wanted to do was prescribe medication for me because I was upset about how the car wreck transpired and the outcome of it. And I saw firsthand how people just want to throw medicine at people because they can't cope or don't want to help uh, support them any other way. You can hear his passion come through his voice when he's answering things that he's passionate about. That's, that's obvious. I wanted to continue down that path and talk about his passions. And I knew one was animal welfare. He had started an organization to that end. I'm a huge social welfare guy, so like nine years old to 16 years old, I, I ran a, a nonprofit, one of the, actually one of the world's largest nonprofits for animal rights and animal welfare. Um, went to the military when I was 18 and uh, gave the organization to the Humane Society of the United States for them to look after and take care of the membership and uh, got to do some traveling and speaking and I think that's kind of, and I don't know a lot about this Tina Glory thing, but I think that's what makes me laugh the most is I've, I've been a pretty opinionated person my entire life, um, and I've always signed my name to it, so I've never had to hide behind another fake profile or, or a facade. If I have something to say, my Facebook's open, it's public, I don't have private posts, it's uh, for the world to see. That's fair. That's what Mike said as well. 
I tell Ryan that because he hadn't listened to my podcast. That said, I go back in for another bite at the apple. I let Ryan know that because he's been so opinionated and because his opinions and writings are out there for the world to see, you could make a case that it would be easy for somebody that he often battles with in the social media atmosphere to become familiar with the way that he argues or the phrases that he uses or the grammar or the syntax that he often deploys. You can use a fake profile and you can use a fake picture, but at the end of the day, if you engage online and you like to be opinionated on social welfare, or if you're just a troll like Mike tells us that he is, your words will give you away. They will fail you at some point or the other. And I tell Ryan this. Back to our phone conversation. You know, I've had discussions with Ryan. Um, this he's opinionated like Tina's been opinionated because I guess there were some screenshots where uh, she was arguing for some social justice and social change and in some capacity, which is why I think probably they said, you know, I've, I've seen this argument before. I've, I've seen this type of uh, this language used before. And I think that's, that's where that may have come from. Right. And if they've seen it before, I mean, it means that I've posted it publicly, so I wouldn't have needed to hide behind another profile to make the same points I'm already making with my name attached to it. Well, I, I think probably what they said was they were, they saw, you know, your thing, uh, obviously attached with your name, but then they see Tina Glory making similar arguments using the same types of syntax and phrases and uh, arguing the same points. Gotcha. I mean, we were friends at one point, but can't help that I write the proper way, and maybe whoever was using her account was writing the proper way, too. But, again, I mean, anything that I have to say is attached with my name on it, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, anywhere else. So that was denial number two. Ryan says he's not Tina Glory. It's time to go back and start the conversation back to things that Ryan is passionate about. I had always thought that Tina Glory and Casey Wilson were somebody from Highlands, obviously because they had a lot of mutual friends and they were deriving their friends list from somebody that they knew, somebody that they knew locally. I also figured it was somebody around my age. Ryan and I have about 90, close to 95 mutual friends on our friends list. It also made sense to me that whoever was running the Tina Glory profile had moved away, and maybe they just wanted to keep connected. That made sense to me. I could rationalize that. So I asked Ryan why the move from Northern Kentucky. When Tina Glory was interacting with people, she had made mention that she wanted to get away from Northern Kentucky but came back because she had enemies. That made sense to me as well. This is what Ryan told me. Yeah, I was doing doing marketing consulting in Cincinnati, and... I um, was talking to a girl that I had met in, in school who lived in New York, so I visited um, several times throughout 2016, and um, she and I started getting serious and uh, asked me if I wanted to move to New York and started looking for a job, and um, the rest is history, really. kind of moved in uh, September, and it's been here a year, and happy I did it. It's uh, It's been an adventure. 
so I, I remember in um, when we first started exchanging Facebook messages when I was trying to get you on the podcast, you had said something along the lines of uh, you wanted to get away uh, or there was, there was too much drama in northern Kentucky. Um, is, is that something that you don't miss about our region? Yeah, I don't think that I was trying to get away. I mean, I come back to Cincinnati pretty frequently to visit family and friends. Um, I still have a lot of family or a lot of friends in Northern Kentucky that I hang out with and, and see uh, every couple months. I, I wouldn't necessarily say that I was trying to get away other than just, I mean, I got an opportunity and I, I took it. And um, I don't miss the small town drama that kind of goes with it. Uh, I don't think, I mean, I did my best to stay out of the drama, but even, I mean, talking about drug addictions and all the social causes that, that I tried to speak up for, um, we always get sucked into some. We talked about the theme of money a few times in the short conversation that we had. And the question that I ask Ryan next, I still kind of cringe when I hear it. It was a really uncomfortable situation, but one that I felt like was important that I had to ask him because that's the reason many were saying he was or could be Tina Glory. What I'm about to ask you is putting you on the spot because it's uncomfortable for me to ask this as well. Um, So another one of the reasons why I think it got brought up that, you know, you may be behind the Tina Glory thing um, was because there was um, some drama involved last year with um, you and there was this big long Facebook like stream of well Ryan did this to me and Ryan took this from me and that kind of thing so they just thought you know there may be a little bit more smoke than than fire and I don't know if he's necessarily behind it but this is the type of thing that he's capable of um, but I mean I could say that and, and I guess you could say that but I've still I mean yes there are some things that happened that I'm, I'm not proud of and I've definitely made amends with with those things I don't think um, even with that stuff that happened I never lied to anyone about it and I came and I, and I made it right but even during all that time I was still posting and, and still I mean it was the elections and everything else I was still very vocal on my own profile so I, I never took a break and never had to create another fake profile or had to create a fake, fake profile because I was already using my profile Ryan spends a lot of time online he has to for his job he obviously does socially as well I ask him, why do you think somebody would make a fake profile or, or catfish somebody? I really don't know. I, I mean, anytime that I think catfish, I think somebody's asking or, or, or trying to get money out of somebody. And I've unfortunately been I'm down on my luck at times and had to ask people for money. But I, again, did it with my own profile, with my own phone number, with my own name. And um, was lucky, luckily enough to, to get to pay all those people back. So I, I think... Usually it's a nefarious reasons of somebody trying to get something out of somebody. But I mean, from what I've, I've been told and from what you kind of said with I mean, syntax and arguments and discussions, I don't know. I really don't know why somebody would start a fake profile just to have opinions unless they've, unless they're scared to 
make their own opinions known using their real name, which uh, I, don't, I don't know. I really I don't have a reason for it. I And I've try, kind of been circling around that too um, because I didn't interact with this person, but the interactions that I, that I did see that Tina Glory had with um, some Fort Thomas and Highlands people were, you know, pretty tame. Um, they weren't, like you said, they weren't, asking for money they weren't uh trying to dupe anybody so i guess the theory that i kind of came across which is one that i thought was interesting was okay obviously this has to be somebody that is connected to highlands in some capacity um when you look at the friends list um and i had like i had like 75 or 80 mutual friends with this person I knew it had to be somebody around my age because, you know, I saw a, a um, you know, that median or that mean uh, was right around the year 2000, 2001, 2002, something like that. So I thought my theory was, all right, this is somebody that's around that age, um, probably somebody that, you know, doesn't live here anymore that um, really just kind of wants to catch up or keep keep up with with people do you think in your opinion that's um you know feasible it's possible i mean it could be somebody that was unpopular in, in high school or unpopular now it's funny because i noticed that you and i still have like 90 friends in common on facebook so we still hang out in the same crowds of people right. um but again i mean for an expert, or uh, I wouldn't say that I'm an expert in, in social media or the mindset of social market or social media, but uh, I, it's hard to say. I mean, maybe, maybe they were. Again, I, I don't, I can't really come up with a rational reason that somebody would want to create an account just to put their opinion out there. If you, <laughs> there's better ways to get your ideas and thoughts out there. Start some sort of a whisper account or do something that you can be anonymous. Out. There's no reason to get on Facebook and start arguing with people behind a fake name. Well, and I think like too to your point, like I don't think that that was Tina's mo. You know what I mean? Like she wasn't out there like having like all these discussions. Like most of her discussions were, um, you know, within the messenger app. And I think it just whoever's personality it was that Tina Glory is, it just kind of seeped out a few times. You know what I mean? Like she, she saw, uh, she saw some bait, um, online and, and it was a, a, a cause that she was passionate about and it was almost like she couldn't help herself. She had to, um, she, she had to respond. And that's where I say it's, it's hard for somebody to hide. Um, even if they're not engaging much, but if they're, if they're eloquent and they are, um, you know, out on social media on their real profile, it's kind of hard for them to hide within the language. I guess so. I mean, it, it just depends on if, the, if they, uh, I don't know if they have a real profile and if the real profile is, is friends with the people and you go engage with that real profile and, and not use it. But I mean, the world needs more passionate, outspoken people. There's too many sheep, but you're going to be passionate and outspoken put your name and face behind it so that you actually are standing by your convictions i ask ryan one more time if he's tina glory i had to edit this part because i used his last name i am not no um anything else that we missed 
Nope, I think that's good. All right, man. I really appreciate it. Um, I asked the guy three times if he was Tina Glory. He denied it all three times. At some point, I can't keep harping on this. So I decide to end the podcast. I'm not going to get to the end of it. At least not now. That brings us back to the introduction that we started this podcast on. I think the most telling and intriguing thing that Ryan had to say the entire time. It was right at the end of our conversation. I was wrapping up by exchanging some pleasantries and giving him a rundown of how I was going to produce and what the timeline was. This is what we said. I just do my production in my in my basement. So uh, <laughs> you'll have to excuse it if you're a podcast listener. It's not super, super produced, overproduced, but uh, yeah, it's best I can do. Perfect. Do you think I'm Tina Glory? Do I? Um, I think that it's somebody, I don't know if it's you, um, but I, I'll tell you, I think it's somebody really smart. I think it's somebody in, like I said, that age range. Um, I think the reason that they're doing it is not nefarious. I think it's somebody that moved away. So I don't know if that's you, um, but those three or four factors seem, you know, seem to line up with you, but there's no way that I could ever know. And that, unless I come out and I get somebody to say, yes, I did it. And this is why, uh, there's no way that I can ever know. It does indeed. It does indeed make sense. Oscar Wilde had it right. Man is least himself when he talks in his own person. Give him a mask and he will tell you the truth. Catfish can be rather complex and there are different types. Some people are vicious and play games with people because they actually want to hurt them. They seek revenge and want the other person to pay for hurting them in some way, usually because they've been rejected in real life. Some catfish have no motivation beyond simple cruelty. They're trolls. They like messing with people and find some type of empowerment by luring people into having feelings and then crushing them with the truth. Others are simply lonely. They're insecure or bored. These people just want someone to talk to, something to spice up their lives. Reality isn't all that exciting, and they create a fantasy. People on internet become characters in their imaginary worlds. Not everyone is so heartless. Some people really do want to connect with others, find some sort of relationship, but they don't know how. They're loners. They don't have the confidence to meet people in real life, so they create an online persona, sometimes several like Tina Glory, like Casey Wilson, and they prop up their unfulfilled lives. They, they like the thrill of engaging with other and getting some excitement in return. It doesn't matter if it's a complete lie. Still, the catfish might feel some sort of satisfaction from the game because they've created the fantasy. They're the person behind the mask. The words they write are their own. Their feelings are real. Just the face, the name is a lie. 
They're not thinking long-term because they're trapped in a fantasy of the moment that late-night emails and texting where they're bearing their soul to the other person that are in a strange way being themselves. In online interactions, trust your instincts. Don't let emotions take over. Consider what is actually being said and not said, not what you hope the person is saying. Keep track of what you're being told and look for inconsistencies. Try not to fill in the gaps with positive assumptions. And most importantly, if your gut starts tugging at you, listen to it. Search out the truth and be honest with yourself. Fantasies can be fun, but they're not real. And when you invest in a lie, you'll only get hurt. For Thomas Matters Radio and Search for Glory is sponsored by Omega Processing Solutions. You can reach them in Fort Thomas at 866-888-9724. Go online if you've liked listening to this podcast series or any of our podcast archives available on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Engage with Omega Processing. Let them know that you appreciate their sponsorship of this podcast and hopefully we are able to do many, many more. For Four Thomas Matters Radio, this has been Mark Collier.